Hello again, everybody. Another weekend is here, and it's the Cover the Weekend podcast. My name is Tommy Lorenzo. Thanks again for joining me on the podcast. You can catch me on Twitter at Sportsbook Tom. On this episode of the podcast, I'll, of course, have some weekend plays for college hoops. We've been doing pretty good over the last several weeks, showing profit on our Friday and Saturday games. Really like the board, especially on Saturday, so looking forward to sharing that with you in a few minutes. Um, I'll share my thoughts on a couple of uh, March Madness or NCAA Championship future bets that I think offer value uh, at the moment. And also, the top five team right now, actually top two team, that I will not be making a future bet on. I'll explain why. Also continuing on with the series of looking at baseball futures and props for the upcoming MLB season, I'll share several individual home run totals that I like at the moment. This week I'll have several under home run totals for individual players uh, that I'll share with you. And I've been uh, pretty successful at that over the years, especially on the unders on these home run totals. I think that it's a good bet every year to uh, when you identify some MLB players uh, whose home run numbers maybe the sports books have a little too high. So let's get to it. First, a look at the college basketball national championship odds at the moment. The favorite right now, and deservedly so, is UConn, right around 5-1, to one, depending on the sports book you're looking at. Then you have Houston and Purdue at 7-1 to one at most places, with Tennessee and Arizona rounding out the top five. Uh, the Volunteers, after the big win, uh, the big win versus Auburn, uh, are at around 13 to 1. Again, multiple sports books have varying odds, so I'm kind of just giving you the odds that are that generally I see at most sports books. 13 to 1 for the Volunteers, and uh, the Pac-12's Arizona Wildcats available as high as 14 to 1 at DraftKings. That's interesting because Arizona has started to take some action. Uh, for, for good reason, I guess, and, and I'll explain what my thoughts on them are briefly in a little bit. But most other spots have lowered their number to 10 to 1. So if you have access to DraftKings and you like the Wildcats, uh, 14 to 1 is available. Uh, Circa, Caesars, MGM uh, are all at 10 to 1, like I mentioned. Westgate Superbook has lowered them all the way down to 8 to 1. So I don't know if Westgate knows something or someone came in, some gangster came in and loaded up on Arizona, but they've lowered their number. They may have some liability on the Wildcats. They've lowered it to 8-1. to one. So 8-1 to one at some spots, 14-1 to one at DraftKings. Quite a discrepancy there. And if again, if you like Arizona and you have access to DraftKings, you're in business. 14-1 to one is solid um, uh, given the substantially lower number of other sportsbooks on Arizona if you're inclined to bet them. As far as the top two teams on the odds board, I can't fault anyone for backing UConn right now. Even at what is, for me, a very blah 5-1, to one, uh, I, I don't like single-digit uh, odds at this time of the year, even though we're getting close to March Madness on, on any team, even the most juggernaut of a team. Uh, that being said about UConn, I want no part of Purdue when it comes to the, this future future betting especially at single-digit odds where they are right now. Um, Purdue's big man is their best player on the team by far. And if I'm going to lay 6-7-1, to one, I'd like to see another elite player uh, there with Zach Eady uh, in order to back them at those odds. I mean, Purdue's really good, and the whole narrative is they're going to do what Virginia did after Virginia got bounced in the first round. They came back and won it all the next year. You know, Purdue got bounced last year, got upset. Big upset in the first round. A lot of people are saying, okay, 
they're going to follow suit um, in terms of what Virginia did. I don't think so. Uh, also, the Big Ten as a Power Five doesn't have a great recent history as a conference that, that you know wins the tournament. Uh, Michigan State back in 2000 was the last time a Big Ten team has cut down the nets in the final. That's nearly 25 years. Uh, so for me, my eye is on double-digit odds teams that offer value and that I think are strong enough and are built to get through the tournament. For me right now, a couple of teams, Auburn, who can be had at 22-1 to 1 at Caesars right now, good offense, even better defense, and their conference, the SEC, is a gauntlet. They're going to be more than ready once tournament time comes. Um, head coach Bruce Pearl has led teams deep into the tournament already on several occasions, so that's a positive as well. The other double-digit odds team that I think is worth backing is Arizona. I talked to him, uh, talked about them a couple minutes ago. They can look like an NBA team most nights, and sometimes they look like a JV squad. I don't know what happens, but they have the elite-level offense, excuse me, and defense that is crucial come tourney time. Uh, elite in both offense and defense. Because if that offense isn't firing, their defense is more than capable of stepping up uh, as that side of their squad is ranked number 11, the defense, overall in the country, and climbing. That's defensive efficiency. And even though the Pac-12 is down, Arizona showed plenty in their non-conference wins uh, over Duke, Michigan State, and Alabama, amongst others. So good value on the Wildcats, in my opinion, with multiple sports books sitting at 10 to 1 on them. So good luck to those of you. Um, and going back to Arizona, of course, DraftKings 14 to 1, but most sports books are 10 to 1. So I wish you all the best of luck as you start to build your March Madness portfolio, whether you're betting one team, spreading it out over two or three, or maybe going, uh, you know, shooting for the moon with, with a, a long shot team. The tourney is a little over three weeks away. Yeah, three weeks. And uh, always fantastic, always fun if you're a basketball fan, especially if uh, you're a sports better. It's it's a great, great time uh, in the sports betting calendar when March Madness comes around. Okay, we'll get back to college hoops in a second, but onto some MLB future talk, and then, uh, uh, like I mentioned, we'll we'll get to the Friday and Saturday hoop selections uh, this week as we roll along over the next several podcasts, looking at uh, different types of MLB futures leading up to opening day. Going to take a look at. Uh, individual player home run totals here. And there's a big menu of players available depending on the sports book uh, you look at. Right now, DraftKings, uh, BetMGM, and the Superbook are the shops offering this uh, future prop on uh, over-unders on individual players. Uh, the Superbook has the largest menu of players. They have everyone from Aaron Judge to uh, highly touted rookie prospect Jackson, uh, Jackson Holiday. Uh, number, I think Jackson Holiday's number they have listed at about 10 and a half over under home runs, which is an interesting play. Um, not sure when he'll he'll come up, but you know the, there's always a lot of buzz around prospects, and the Orioles uh, tend to bring up their young players. So an interesting bet there. No play for me, but I'll share some under totals this week um, that I'm looking at, and I've been pretty good at identifying these unders. Last season uh, hit several, and uh, this year we'll start off with Paul Goldschmidt of the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, his home run total sits at 26.5 over under. That's the total at both DraftKings and MGM. It seems like yesterday that Goldschmidt came up with the D-backs and started smashing home runs at Chase Field. Uh, but he's now 36 years old. 
Um, last season, his batting average against fastballs was his lowest in the StatCast era. That's 241 batting average. So that's a big red flag for me. I think age is catching up to Paul Goldschmidt a little bit. Maybe he makes an adjustment in his swing to kind of you know get the bat speed uh, cranked up a little bit to fix that. But regardless, I think sportsbooks are applying um, numbers from a couple years back uh, on this aging power hitter. Now, if Goldschmidt hits 260 with 24, 25 home runs, 80, 90 RBIs, nothing to sneeze at. Great season for an aging veteran. But looking purely at the home run number, I think 26 and a half is just a tad too high. And I'll be going under on Paul Goldschmidt at 26 and a half home runs. Okay, Byron Buxton is the next player we'll look at of the Minnesota Twins. I think Buxton's home run total currently sitting at 24 and a half at DraftKings is a little optimistic given, you know, everyone knows uh, his guaranteed injured list time. He's now 30 years old, which is, again, hard to believe. It just seems like yesterday he was a young prospect coming up, but uh, he's hurt all the time. And he's only cleared this 24 and a half number only once uh, in his nine year career. He went on a tear in 2022 and hit 28 uh, home runs until injury. Um, the injury bug shortened uh, his season, the, the usual bug that, that bites him every year. So he's only done it once in his, his nine-year career. His home run per fly ball percentage took a plunge last year, and that's something I look at when I'm looking at these home run totals. Uh, that number was down to 15% for Buxton. He averaged 26% home run fly ball, uh, home run to fly ball rate over the last three seasons before that. So there are already some signs of diminishing power here. And when you add the historical injury risk that he brings, um, he hasn't cleared 400 at-bats since 2017. Uh, I don't think he gets to 25 home runs. Again, he can hit 22, 23 home runs, be productive, play great defense. But in terms of just strictly this type of bet, 24.5 is his total, and I think under is the play. Next up. Ellie De La Cruz, the freak of nature, 6'5", 200-pound, uber-athletic Cincinnati Reds shortstop and occasional third baseman, is listed at a kind of low number, 21.5 at MGM. Uh, he's at 20.5 at a couple other books, but MGM has him at 21.5. Uh, he's an exit velocity darling for the sabermetric or stat cast crowd. Uh, but for me, there's a bunch of red flags in terms of his potential home run number in his sophomore season. He hit 13 home runs in 98 games last year. That's 338 at-bats. So his total that's posted right now at 21 and a half basically is a projection out to 162 games um, compared to, let's say, he had 13 home runs. If he would have played a full season last year, it comes out to right around 21 and a half. So the sportsbook number makes sense from that standpoint. But Dela Cruz has a lot to work on from a contact standpoint. He sported a contact rate percentage in the low 60s in 2023. I think it was like 63%. Uh, the ground ball rate is also a problem, as over 50% of his hits are grounders, and that's always going to cap uh, someone's home run total. Uh, the Reds have enough talent in their infield that if Dela Cruz struggles a little bit, I think the leash won't be that long. I think the Reds are trying to contend, and they have enough talent that if Dela Cruz gets off to a slow start or just isn't cutting the mustard, you know, they, they may, uh, I don't know if they'll send him down to the minors necessarily, but I don't think um, he's a lock to be in the lineup every day, especially being he's so young. I'm taking the under on Ellie Dela Cruz's home runs here. 
21 and a half. I'm going under with that number on Ellie Dela Cruz of the Reds. All right. Last player we'll look at um, with this MLB home run prop uh, offering before we uh, get to college hoops. Vlad Guerrero Jr. His home run total is listed at a very high 33 and a half. That's the number at BetMGM. I believe the Westgate has them at 30 and a half. So um, shop around when you're looking at these. If you're going to bet these over under season home runs, uh, 33 and a half is what Vlad Guerrero Jr. of the Blue Jays is listed right now at BetMGM. You may have seen on Twitter where I posted a graphic a couple of days ago. I posted it, a graphic of the location of where his home runs were hit last season compared to just two years ago in 2021 uh, as he's transitioned to a more pull-heavy approach. And uh, actually, yesterday I was listening to a podcast. Um, uh, it talks a lot about uh, sabermetric stuff in baseball. And they're talking about how pitchers are, are pitching Vlad Guerrero away now, away in the zone, because he, he swings at everything like his dad did, and he hits everything. He makes contact. But they're pitching him outside, and what's going on here is he's he's cranking on inside pitches, and that's obvious because last year he hit no home runs to right center. Most of his home runs were all pull shots or to left center. So that tells you something about uh, where his uh, swing has become, what his swing has become with a pull-heavy approach. Um, maybe it's the new dimensions at Rogers Center. They did change the fence dimensions a little bit. They came in. But the height of the outfield walls were raised, so not sure if that's really what's affecting it. I think it's more uh, uh, has to do with the change in his approach. Now, uh, he says, and reports from spring training uh, indicate that he played through a, a knee injury last year. I believe he probably did. Uh, and reports are that he's in much better shape uh, this spring down in Florida. However, the whole narrative every year of certain players saying you know, he modified his offseason regimen and changed his body – Never, in my opinion, it just doesn't resonate with me, and I don't think it ever makes a huge difference with some with with a lot of players. You either have the skills or you don't. And don't get me wrong, Vlad Jr. has skills, and it would not be a surprise to anyone or me if he hits 29 or 30 home runs and drives in 80, 90, 100 runs this year. But that still doesn't get him to 34 round trippers, and I think his home run number total is just too high, especially given the fact that his change batting approach has hit a new baseline, in my opinion, for where he hits home runs and how the lack of power to right center uh, really is going to cap him uh, to a great home run level, but not another worldly home run level. I'm taking under 33 and a half on Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s home run numbers this season. Um, I will look at some over home run totals in a future podcast as we go uh, head to opening day. And I have a few of those I'll share with you. But that'll be it for the uh, for the baseball talk, we're going to bounce right back to college hoops and going to Friday, uh, the weekend, kicking off 3 p.m. CBS Sports Network, Bowling Green visiting the Ohio Bobcats. The line is Ohio minus seven and a half. Uh, there are some eights out there, but a couple of sports books have Ohio at minus seven and a half, and that's where I'll take the Bobcats at. Uh, I like Ohio to cover here. Their underlying offensive numbers are surging, and the Bobcats have been uh, very profitable against the spread at home over the past two seasons, including this season. Total with that going 18-8-1 against the number uh, on their home court, just a smidge under 70%. So they take care of business as far as the point spread's concerned 
when they play at home. Uh, Bowling Green has some offensive capabilities that, that can't be um, uh, overlooked here. But this total is high in the 140s for that reason. Uh, but their offensive numbers have been down in their last three games, shooting just over 40% from two-point range, not three-point range. 40%, uh, it's really not good for Bowling Green. So right now they're not shooting the ball particularly well. I think there's a good spot for Ohio to make a statement, and I like Ohio minus 7.5 in this MAC uh, contest on Friday. The other Friday game I'm looking at is Fresno State at Nevada. The line is Nevada minus 14.5, but I like the first half line here. I'm taking Fresno State plus 8 first half. The Bulldogs can shoot, good enough anyway, to stay somewhat close here. This is a little bit of a different Fresno State team um, from what they were in the beginning of the season. They have improved a little bit. They're still certainly bottom half of the Mountain West, but um, I think I think they can uh, stay closer, at least in the first half. Nevada, um, if you saw them against San Jose State, we had them last week. Um, and against other in, inferior teams, they, they, te- they, they tend to take a little bit to get going. So I think this plus eight number works in all back Fresno State first half plus eight on Friday night. Okay, on to Saturday, man. And there are some great games Saturday as uh, the regular season is winding down in college hoops. Illinois visits Wisconsin 10 a.m. on the Big Ten Network. Give me the Illini here at anywhere in the plus two or plus two and a half uh, range. If, if, if they're getting, uh, I think they will be right around that. Um the the thing in Illinois' favor or what what I think is good in this game is their offense. Now, their defense is being criticized a little bit, uh, and I guess for good reason. Their, their defense is, is not elite, but Wisconsin's defense is no juggernaut either. And I think Illinois' offense can just, can just go, and they, they continue to roll here, I think, um, against Wisconsin. And cover. This should be a good game. I'm not saying there's a blowout by any means here, but I like the fact that Illinois is getting points, and I think their offense does enough here to cover the plus two, two and a half. I like them uh, in that range. Uh, I'll take them even down to a pick them, but right now it looks like that line's going to be plus two, plus two and a half. I'm hoping it goes to plus three. We'll see. So take the Illini on Saturday at Wisconsin. Moving on to the next game, 1 p.m. Pacific ESPN. NC State visits North Carolina in this late-season ACC matchup. NC State's guard play uh, works for me here, and they'll need to step up to be strong against the Tar Heels and what they bring to the table, especially the Tar Heels' backcourt. NC State's been a tad inconsistent on the road, granted, um, but they're not a team that gets blown out, and they don't get blown out on the road either. And this line's up to double digits. I did see some offshore on this. Of course, we're, we're recording this before all the lines come out for Saturday. Saw some 11 and a halfs out there. I just think that's too high. I think the Wolfpack bounced back in a good way uh, from their loss to Florida State a few days ago. The Seminoles just didn't miss anything in that game. Uh, it's not that NC State didn't play very well. I just, Florida State was just ridiculous. So I think that loss will shake NC State up a little bit. They'll come give North Carolina a game, and the spread is too high. I think NC State hangs with North Carolina here. If you get NC State anywhere at plus 11.5, plus 12, that is a play. Next up, Tennessee is at Alabama, 5 p.m. ESPN. I like the volunteers here. 
even at a small minus number, I think they do enough. Bama's strong, but I do think Tennessee gets the job done here. Finally, Gonzaga visits St. Mary's in the West Coast Conference Classic, 7 p.m. Pacific on ESPN, a late game for your you East Coast folks. I think Gonzaga, who is now surging and has straightened things out, very well-coached team, of course, Mark Few, great coach. I think they avenged their loss at home uh, to St. Mary's. A lot of the metrics here, especially with the guard play, are, are pretty much even, uh, both of these teams. St. Mary's is good, but I think Gonzaga right now uh, is is surging a little bit offensively, and they're going to get plus two and a half, plus three. That works for me uh, with Gonzaga. Take them to cover against their rival, St. Mary's, Saturday night. That'll do it for this week, folks. If you can please leave a uh, comment or a nice rating uh, for the podcast, I appreciate it. I do appreciate you uh, downloading the podcast and allowing me to be part of your day and your sports betting hobby. May all your bets be winning ones, and good luck this weekend with all your bets. Take care, everybody.